This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. I shared in this morning as I prayed and I just stood there and I just sensed that God is saying, it takes God to reach God, you know, that sometimes we have so many good intentions, but you need to submit that to God and say, God, you need to do that work. Um, our, good, our best intentions is still not good enough this morning to do what God wants to accomplish in our lives. You know, and we're talking about the word of God and, you know, from time to time and I just sit with the Lord and I'm just spending time in his word and then there's some stuff that's just opening up and then I'm like, oh God, this is just so amazing. And then, you know, I'm, I'm praying this prayer so often that God, don't take this desire away from me. I just want more of this. Just let this desire just grow because I know, you know, you can so easily drift towards other stuff. You know, because we, we, um, we, um, what's the word? We, we feed on the stuff that we, or we desire for the stuff that we feed on. Huh? We devi- develop an appetite for that, for the stuff that we feed on. And we need to feed on this so that we can, our desire and our appetite can change continuously. And I know I'm cautious and careful that if I drift towards other stuff, and that's why I have to pray to God. This word is just so precious. Wow, God, just help me here that it will just be more and more and more. So um, I'm excited this morning. And you guys started with a series last week, eh? Yeah, so um, thanks, guys, for, for allowing me just to share this as well. And I think it's something that there's so many stuff, you know, that you can talk about. But when you get to the word of God, it's, it's just more than just a book that I'm sharing this morning, eh? It's more than just a book. You know, books are for information, but the Bible is for transformation this morning. It's just such a big difference, you know. You, can just not, you can't just pick this book up and just think, you know, well, it's just a story of a lot of people, a lot of characters. In actual fact, I, um, I had a look this week, and uh, it's, it's strange how the world sometimes defines things, you know. And um, they say the Russian dictionary defines the Bible this way. Let me read this to you. It's a collection of fantastic legends without scientific support. It is full of dark hints, historical mistakes, and contradictions. Bear in mind, this is what the... But listen to the last part. It serves as a factor for gaining power and subjugating unknowing nations. I love that. (laughs) Gaining power and subjugating nations. But it's just because... You know what? Paul said, For my speech and preaching to you were not with persuasive of words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. So that your faith should not be in the, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Okay? This thing, if you believe this, and you live this, and you allow this to transform you, and you allow, and you know, there's a next level when we just allow the Spirit of God to come and flow through us, based upon what we believe here. There's something that comes forth in the supernatural that people can't deny this morning, that Christ is alive. Amen? And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want... A boring Christianity. I don't want to live and die a boring life, you know. One of our leaders yesterday said that to me, you know, and he's sending me stuff here, and it's like, listen, we've only got 42,000 people in our town. Look at this. And he was comparing it to other church that was doing amazing stuff, and he said, you know what, this just about double our size, the, the town. He said, look at this, this church and such a small town impacting nations. Tell me that it's not possible. I said, you know what, we need to dream more. We need to just go there. Are we willing to go there? Are we willing to push through those barriers? And I'm, I've got a prophetic word, but I'll share that a little bit later. As we were worshiping this morning, I just sense God was saying something specifically here for you, Shofar, Walthus Bay. But you know what, if Scripture was just another literary book, like Shakespeare, and I won't try and quote that this morning, why did Jesus not quote Shakespeare 
when he was in trouble, in temptation. Because you can quote Shakespeare or any other literary book as much as you want, but you won't overcome Satan with that. But Jesus knew that. There's something in this word, when Jesus quotes the word and said, it is written, it is written. You know, every time Satan comes against him uh, to tempt him into something, there's power in this. It's more than this, uh, just a book. 40, more than 40 writers, but only one author. You need to make up your mind, okay? There's only 40 writers, but only one author. And if we're going to say to ourselves, you know, maybe there's a bit of error, maybe there's a con- contradiction or whatever, it's only God that wrote this. And we need to take it for face value. Amen? Take it for face value. And I tell you what, take it as it is. It will change your life. There are several metaphors in uh, Scripture for, for the Bible that they refer to. In some places, they refer to that as the food for our soul. Okay, food. And in Psalm, I think, 34, verse 8 says, Taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Eat this. Huh? Then there's some places that they refer to this as water. I think Ephesians 5, 26 this morning, and he's talking there about the marriage and my husband and wife, and he says, through the washing of the word, the regeneration and the sanctifying ourselves, so that he may sanctify. He's talking about sanctification there, having cleansed her by the washing of the word. So we're getting washed with this as well. And then there's another one, which we're probably going to spend a little bit more time this morning on. Um, it refers to as air or breath of God, air that we take in. Now, here's the thing. How long can we go without food? Probably a couple of months. You know, English, they talk couple is two. When I grew up, couple was three, four. But anyway, so let's say a month or two, you can go without food. Depends on who you are. Huh? <laughs> Some of us can go less. But anyway, how long can you go without water? And bear in mind, this is a metaphor of Scripture this morning. A couple of days. Huh? How long can you go without air? Just a couple of minutes. Could it be, I'm asking you this morning myself, that we have malnourished, dehydrated, oxygen-depleted Christians this morning because we never eat, we never drink or take a bath, and we never breathe. Ezekiel 37. Turn with me to Ezekiel 37 this morning. And we're going to breathe the word of God this morning. Huh? So well-known scripture there. It's uh, the prophet. Lord brings him in front of the valley of dry bones. We've heard that scripture before. huh? Valley of dry bones. Okay. So let's read together Ezekiel 37. And I'm just going to share with you four things that this book does or the word of God does this morning in your life. And I want to encourage you this morning, and my aim is this morning, that when you leave here this morning, you're just so psyched up just to get into your word and just say, God, this is alive, okay? Not to convict you or to f- let you feel guilty, but just to inspire and say, you know what, I need, to, I need to devour this. And that your prayer is also, Jesus, give me a greater desire for your word. By the end of this series, that we are just, that we are people of the word, that we don't just, sucks things out we just go according and it's dangerous um we had a scenario this week as well anyway interesting discussion in one of our cell groups 
But, um, but it is partly true that many times us as charismatics, we tend to go more towards the feeling and what the Spirit says. Nothing wrong with what God says. We need the Spirit. I'm going to touch on that. But it's Spirit and the Word. And we're touching on the Word this morning. Ezekiel 37, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you alive again. It will put flesh and muscle. I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as a complete skeleton. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then the skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again so i spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies they all came to life and stood up on their feet a great army wow man i love scripture there's so many amazing stuff just hidden there waiting to be explored and uh, and i'm going to give you these things this morning you can take notes of that but the word of god the first thing the word of god brings us this morning is it brings understanding in your life we look at the prophet here this morning and uh, the prophet uh, God brings him in front of, a, make him stand in front of a valley of dry bones. And when he stands there, the Lord confronts him with a question. He says, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And then something happens there. Ezekiel is, uh, is humble enough to admit and say, Lord, only you know. Ezekiel didn't answer immediately. He said, Lord, only you know. Here's the thing, people. There are some things in life will never make understanding until you pick up the word of God. We can try and figure out. We can try and be wise. We can try and say, you know what? We, and sometimes we are just too lazy. Can I say that? We want Lord to come and tell us just by the Spirit. Lord, just come and whisper in my ear. But you need, the, you need the Word. You need to open up this Word. You need to sit in the Word. And then the Holy Spirit works with us. I know He speaks to us sometimes as we are in different places. But he, this is the basis. And we need to open this up so that He can speak to us and give us understanding. This life wouldn't make sense until you pick up this word. I don't know about you, but think about the time when you met Christ. You know, how you were wandering out there and you're trying to find things and you're trying to make sense of things until that day when you heard that one prophetic word and bam, things started to start making sense. As to this day, when Donnie was sharing as well in that, uh, at the camp last year, the word that he received. You know, there are moments that, that nothing can change you as is the word of God. You've got that one word, and you know for a fact that it was God. It is something that burns inside of your, in your heart. But there's a spirit. Listen to this. Job 32 verse 8 says, But there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Hmm? 
Isn't it amazing? The breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. I'm not sure about those uh, translations. Our secretary maybe missed there or Marika there, but uh, apologies for that. It's New King James Version supposed to be, but I think some of them might be new living. Nevertheless, <clears throat> Hebrews 5.40 says this, But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Here's the thing. When we come to Christ, we don't know how to read this word. Huh? Come on, you can be honest with me. I get this almost daily when people say, where do I start reading the Bible? It doesn't make sense to me. What should I read, you know? And uh, it needs to be, <laughs> it's so many, I mean, you, go, you don't even go into Revelations. You will just, yeah. There's so many stuff that's just so deep. But um, the fact of the matter is you need to start somewhere, okay? You can, we can talk about that where and all of that. The other day you can ask yourself this. But when we come to Christ, we need to eat. We need to drink water and we need to breathe. And the Holy Spirit will always use this as reference for us to help us to, to raise us up. Okay? So solid food, when, when the writer of Hebrews writes and says, solid food belongs to those who by reason of use. The more you use this, the more, I don't want to say comfortable, more used you become to this and the easier it becomes to digest. But now here's the thing. Our kids, and those of you who have as well would know, when initially they just drink milk. Huh? They drink milk and then there's a stage that they need to change and move or shift to solid food. But they don't just go from milk to steak overnight. No? They actually go to that weird food. <laughs> Purity. <laughs> and I don't want to demonstrate to you this morning. <clears throat> Can I have some water please quick? Sorry, I don't know why my throat <clears throat> dry. So they go to this, this stuff called purity that's, uh, I don't want to say digested, but it's uh, processed. <laughs> it's like, um, I know they, it looks like somebody, it was somebody's work, for, forgive me for this one, that sat there. <laughs> they chew it for them, in a way, because they haven't got teeth. Okay, I know it's gross a little, but just bear with me, donkey Raymond. Okay. But just for the sake of the picture, somebody had to refine that. And somebody had to get it into a, in a form that the child can at least digest that and eat that. Huh? He didn't probably chew that. That's just my awkward uh, version. But uh, somebody had to sit there and get it into. Now, this is exactly the same. When we come to Christ, you need somebody that can sit with you and say, listen, let me show you. Page, go to that page, go to that chapter, read that, tell me what you're experiencing. And then you need to do this and this. That's called discipling, okay? Somebody needs to chew that in a way for you, <laughs> okay? Tell you, what are you hearing? Teaching you, because here's the thing. The first thing you need to, uh, to, um, to discover when you come to Christ, and actually you're already, you just don't know about it, is how to hear God's voice. But the day when you came to Christ, the day when you made that, uh, when you made that um, came and surrendered, you actually heard his voice because the Holy Spirit was drawing you. You just didn't know that. You were not aware of that. But now you open up the word and you don't know and somebody needs to teach you and guide you and just facilitate you just to hear God's voice. So somebody choose that. Okay, eat that. Okay, i give you a bit more purity. What flavor do you want? The butternut? I don't know. What flavors do you get nowadays? Where's uh, <laughs> Bayer? 
<laughs> no, let's not go there. But here's the problem. It's only one problem. We tend to live on that purity too long. Because you never call to live on purity. We call to eat steak. Okay. <laughs> amen. I want the amen on that one, huh? Any, any t- purity eaters after today? No, time is out for you. If, if you. if you just met Christ, that's fine. We'll be gracious with you. But um, if you're here for a long time, it's time to move over into solid food, steak. Because the thing is, somebody had to do that for you. But somewhere along the line, you had to discover, listen, this is how it works. Now, let me just put it this way. I still discover to, to this day. It will never end. But somewhere, you pick up some lessons, you pick up a few tips, you gain a little bit of knowledge, and then you become that person that does that for somebody else. Let me show you how to do this. But if you haven't got a passion, how can you pass that on to somebody else? It's our responsibility as more mature or older brothers this morning to carry that passion for the Word of God to our younger brothers and say, listen, you can't go without this. This is my manual. This is the owner's manual. You wouldn't understand your wife. You wouldn't understand your husband. You wouldn't understand your children. You wouldn't understand anybody without this manual. You wouldn't understand yourself. This is the manual that God has put out there. And we need to know that. You see, our greater understanding or the bigger and greater understanding for tomorrow comes when we apply what we've heard today. But we want to go into the future, but we haven't applied what we've heard today. And we start applying this, and we are applying what we heard yesterday then tomorrow is easier. God has just um, planned it this way. That progressive revelation is a continuous engagement with the Word of God. I'm going to say that again. In order to experience progressive revelation, what is progressive revelation? The Word of God was revealed to us. It was written by 40 different people. And here's the thing. As we open this up, the Holy Spirit would continue to bring us revelation. And he continues to reveal things to us. In order for us to continue experience that, uh, experience that we continue, need to en- uh, continue with our engagement with the Word of God daily. He prepares something for you. Listen, when, the whole, when, when, when Jesus says to his disciples, give us today, we teach them to pray, our not weekly bread, not monthly bread, not Sunday bread for Sunday. What did he say? Daily bread. Can I paraphrase, rephrase that? There's a word for you for today. There's a word for you for tomorrow. There's a word for you for Tuesday. Why do we sometimes make it a weekly word? That's how our Father, how much He's in love with you. That's what I love about Him. That He would come down into my room where I'm alone or into my car or yet, where I'm at work, can I talk to you? I want to talk to you today. You're so special to me. I've got a word for you. But we must be willing to go there. Wow, man. Aren't you excited about that? That's the kind of God we serve that wants to speak to us daily in his word. We just need to go there. The word of God, let's move on. It's progress of revelation. The word of God brings us order. Order, Okay. No, my finger sit fast. Ezekiel 37 verse 7. Goodness. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as a complete skeleton. Huh? The, vo- <laughs> the word of God. I said almost the bones of God. <laughs> the word of God brings 
order in our lives. Isn't that so true? When we're out there in the world, we mind our own thing. And then somewhere in life, the word of God came in. The day when the word of God came into my life, order came. Order was restored. Think about how we just try and find our ways. Listen to this. Genesis 1 verse 2 and 3. Probably the most profound scripture in terms of God just bringing order through his word. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Psalm 33 verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God would speak a word in the, in the natural in the creation that we look at here this morning, and he brings order that the, that, the, that the clouds, that the mountains, that the earth needs to pay attention when God speaks and say, let there be light. Man, we are human beings. We are living beings. We are created according to the image of God. How much more can we communicate? When, when, the, when, when a, I don't want to say a stupid mountain, but when a dead mountain, when, when plants and trees and all of that, when earth that is void and it's just nothing, needs to pay attention to a God that speaks and say, let there be light and let there be order. How much more can there be order in our lives when we pay attention and we become present and God says, let there be order in your life and we respond to that. We've got something that, that, that nature hasn't got. We've got the Spirit of God inside of us that's waiting to respond to that. And God has placed that inside of us crying out this morning. Think about that. When, this, when Scripture says the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth, waiting. <laughs> this thought is just for me too, too, too much. Waiting there for a word of God. And God said, let there be light. And suddenly, things, I mean, one day, I mean, there's a lot of movies I want to watch. But probably that one would probably be one of my favorites. God, show me how you create it. Can we go back on that one? And God will say, okay, let me show you. Everything was uh, void and without form. And God said, let it be light. <laughs> Not 10 million, 50, uh, 450 million. Uh, no, don't go down that way, okay? Maybe there was age in the earth. I mean, I'm not saying there, was, there is not age in the earth. I'm just saying when God created, by the power of his word, let there be light. I love doing that every Sunday. So we worship in the dark. And then after we worshiped, I just say, let there be light. And the light comes on. But that was, <laughs> that's the only way <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> but it's not the same power. <laughs> okay. Think about that. If, 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 the, if, if nature responds to that, I thought about this whole thing about the Spirit of God that would hover over earth, waiting for a command of God just to say, move, bring order. Now think about my own life how messed up I was. And I believe the Spirit of God was hovering there, waiting for the opportune time to create order in my life, to create order in your life. Let there be light in your life, darling. Think about that. There's a day that God spoke those words and your spirit connected to him. Because there's a word that you recognize, your spirit recognizes. Hey, man, your spirit comes from God. I'll get to that in a moment. And that spirit connected. It takes God to reach God. And that word of God and the spirit connected and order restored into my life. And the whole mess that I was in. And God started to say, hey, listen, I've got a plan for your life. 
I'm going to start speaking words over you. Isn't that beautiful when God speaks over us, when God's word is released over us? It's never about our past. It's about our future. God always would look at your future. And uh, uh, Satan would go back to your past and listen, look at your past. Look at what you messed up. Look at who you are. Look at where you are. God says, you know what? I forgive you. I move on. I, I take those broken people. I mean, the other day we were having a discussion. It's just so amazed, amazing to me that God will always use those outcasts, those broken ones, those ones that are a little cousin always in a way. But they're so humble. They're so desperate. They're so crying out to God. And God says, I can work with that. But you're not qualified according to the world. God says, I can work with that. I can speak a word over that. And God would speak words. I mean, think about your own life. Think about my own life. There were times when the word that God would speak over my life, I'm like, God, where is this? Where do you get this word? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's amazing words, but I'm like, maybe not now, Lord. Not ever, Lord. Huh? I just couldn't go there because I couldn't see myself there. But God saw that. God's got the only one this morning that can say that. For indeed, the gospel was preached, Hebrews 4 verse 2, to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Listen, this is such a profound scripture. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. In other words, we have one audience here, same word going out, in one audience. But, there's nothing wrong with the word, because it's the same word going up. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Can I show you by example this morning? This thing, we agree this morning, this is the word of God. It is, it's food for our souls. We need to eat the word. When the word goes up, this thing that's supposed to sustain us can cause our death. How does that happen? Let's go for a moment just into the natural. We need to eat food in order to sustain us but you didn't just eat you don't just eat dry food you need saliva to break down that food what's our spiritual saliva faith the holy spirit to bring break this down to digest this for us because this is too deep for me this is the word of god and if i just read this and apply this without the spirit of god i become legalistic I become um, this that's supposed to bring life to me is actually going to take me the other way and I'm just going to be an agent of destruction to people. You know what the Bible says? You should do this. And you are not doing that. You know, sometimes we're so legalistic, we just miss the point completely. And we need the Holy Spirit this morning. It's the Spirit and the Word. It's not the one or the other. It's both. And we're talking about this Word this morning, but I encourage you, People, the Holy Spirit needs to be present to help you here. We cannot try and reach God from our strength, from, our, from where we are. We need God inside of us to raise up and to say, God, it takes God to reach God this morning, the Holy Spirit this morning in our lives. Amen. The Word of God brings not only order, but it brings strength. Ezekiel 37 verse 8 says, Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Sometimes, you know, things come together and the muscles represent strength that had to be attached, the muscles that had to be attached to the bones so that strength can come to that body. And when God, isn't it so interesting, when God restores order in our life, what's the second thing? He gives you strength. You just come to Christ, you 
broken, you're in need of one, and then God brings order. So let me just bring order in your life first. And after he established order, after you start walking, he says, listen, I need to give you a bit more strength, because here's the thing. Strength is not just for ourselves. Strength is there for others as well. Amen? Because God wants you to go and fetch the others as well. God doesn't want you just to sit and eat purity and just, oh, God, sort this out for me, and God, sort this and bring order. No, no, no. We passed. We, I brought order in your life. Now I want to give you strength, because I want to go out. I want you to go and reach out those that are in need this morning. And with the blast of his nostrils, of your nostrils, Ezekiel 15, 8, the waters were gathered together. Hmm. Think about this. Close your eyes for a moment. Think about that. Huh? I just want you to think. I mean, it never came to my mind just as to now. God would say, I don't want to do that now this morning. God would, and the water would just come together and move. That's the powerful God we serve. The waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. Hmm? I get afraid almost in a way when I preach here, just thinking about the word of God, the power of the word of God. I feel so, in a way, inadequate, in, in, un, um, unqualified almost in a way to talk about the word of God. Just because it's just got such an authority, it's just got such power. And I'm trying to, praying the picture this morning that's missing it completely the intense authority and power that's in the word of God this morning that I still have to sit down here and say maybe I should just preach to myself here this morning the power of God it brings strength this morning you know that scripture in Joshua 1 verse 7 8 can we have it up there is it working I didn't oh yeah there we go that famous one only be strong the Lord spoke um, Joshua when he took over from Moses and said only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe according to do all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success man if you didn't believe in this owner's manual that's God's word to you then you will make your way prosperous and then you will make good success. But he's talking about being strong. How do we become strong through the word of God? Think about that for a moment. How do we become strong? We become strong. Listen to me. When you get the word of God in your heart, you only become strong not on your own, when you get the word of God in your heart. So what happens? We take the word, we put it in our hearts, and what happens? Then life throws a lot of stuff at us. But here's the thing. When life throws stuff at you, you already have the word of God in your heart. Now you can stand. It's only when you don't have the word of God and life throws stuff at you that fear comes in. And all kinds of other thoughts comes with that. But when those unexpected things come our way that we didn't see coming or that's coming our way and we didn't necessarily choose that, you stand there and say, you know what? I've already got a word of God. I knew this is going to happen, but I'm just going to stand my ground now. And God would not excuse us from going through the experience. Please, people, we need to hear this. Okay? Sometimes we want to be airlifted, placed in a bubble up there somewhere in a hotel, and we don't want to experience that. God says, no. I'm going to take you through that, but I'm going to give you a word, and I'm going to teach you to stand on that word and to believe me and to see that I'm going to come through for you. How are our faith going to grow without 
going through those trials and tribulations. I mean, I don't even want to go down that route because sometimes I'm just thinking, God, we just have it too easy. The church of today has got it too easy. I mean, there are people dying out today, out there in the world for their faith. And we sit here on a Sunday and we think, oh, watch this. Shall we go to church? Shall we go and bry? Shall we do? And I'm, I'm not saying you can't do naked stuff. Or, or, I'm just saying, you know what? There are people, I mean, some years ago, about two, three years ago, we were in a meeting in Walfish Bay with some of the persecuted church, I think in Nepal. I can't remember where that was. But one of the leaders, he said, you know what? When, um, when we choose leaders in our church, they have to commit to two things. The first thing they have to commit is they must be willing to open up their houses for other people so other people can enter into their space in their lives. And the second thing they must be willing to do is they must be willing to die for their faith. Otherwise, you don't qualify for a leader. Sorry. Our biggest obstacle is sometimes is to get up and <gasps> sacrifice to go to church today. I can myself, you so I'm just saying we have it easy. We have it easy. But we need to become strong in the word. We need to stand. So Jesus is right. You can take us through this experience. I mean, we, we're busy building church there and, and outside there. And we are far away from our money that we need. But I, we, you know, sometimes I must admit, there's that thought that's popping up in my mind. What if somebody would just suddenly donate X million amount of money tonight and then we're all just happy and we finish building the church. But I know God's probably not going to do that initially. He still wants us to engage first with him. And we still need to go through the process and then we still must have a few restless nights and wonder, and our legs start shivering, and we're like, oh God, Jesus, are you going to come through for me? And, and the enemy comes closer. I mean, think about David when Goliath was coming his way, you know. I mean, I can just think. Why is he clipper? Why is he clipper? Huh? I, I thought, <laughs> he's all, he's all. <laughs> huh? I mean, we think this, I, I think he went like this, but in the name of Jesus, huh? But it's all right, shiver, but at least just throw the stone at him, at the enemy. Or whatever, the sword, just take out the sword, but I'm not going to show you how. Uh, God has given us his word. But we still need to go through the experience to strengthen us and to eat that and to go through the moment. God sent Joseph into Egypt ahead of times so that he can gather food for his brothers and for nations and for other people in times of drought. And I thought about that prophetically speaking, that sometimes in our own lives, you know, that, um, that God needs to send us ahead. We are in good seasons, and we tend to get a pina colada, sit back in the good season. God says, no, just dig into my word, because now you need to get your word into me, in your, in your spirit, in your hoping, because there will be a time that you probably don't have as much time, but that you have to rely upon the deposit of yesterday. Tougher times. Sometimes, you're in a conversation, huh? Listen to me, that happened to me this past week. You're like, you're in this argument, I almost want to say argument, but you're in this conversation, and then you need to recall upon past stuff about the word. Somebody confronts you with the word, but you haven't got enough inside of you. So now you run out of fuel. Uh, now you have to go according to experience, and that's dangerous, okay? Instead of saying, it is written. Listen, it is written. Somebody can confront you today. Listen, um, I am staying with my boyfriend, and you know what? God spoke to me and said, this is okay, you can do that. 
oh, no, Lord, what? No, no, no. Now I know. No, no, this is not true. I can't. I can't. This is not. I have to refer back to the manual and I have to gently guide this person to this place. But if you haven't got the word inside of you, where do you fall back to? To experience. I'm not saying we should know everything, but at least I know there's Google and all of that. Say thank you for Google as well. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Last scripture. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, John 14, 26. <clears throat> Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things to br- and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Guys, listen to this. When Jesus said that to his disciples, he said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and now you have to pay attention, bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. I've got a question here. Can the Holy Spirit... Bring anything to my remembrance that is not in my spirit. It's my job to put it in my spirit. It's my job to memorize scripture. It's my job to get this into a place in the storage cupboard there in my spirit. I have to eat this, digest this, memorize this, get it filed there safely. And then we go into life. I've got a few words there. And then you're in a tough situation. Or maybe you just want to minister. As, as we speak, I mean, till this day, 99.999% of the prophetic word that God will often give me will start with a scripture. It will take me back to a scripture. So I will stand in front of the person, and just the Holy Spirit would remind me of a scripture. So that is for that person. And God might give life around that and add a little bit around that. But you're actually doing that, not just for yourself, you're doing it for somebody else as well. You deposit the word inside of them. And what the Holy Spirit will do is he brings it to remembrance and say, that's for her. But you must have a lot of that in you. I challenge you this morning. I challenge myself as well. We need to, we need to create that habit weekly, guys. We need to create the habit of memorizing scripture. I'm all for it. Because I believe there are times when we haven't got your phone close to you. We haven't got something and now you just need something inside here. We become too shallow. We want Google. We want, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't. We have our Bibles, obviously. But sometimes you're just in that moment. It's here. It's not just here. The last one. Aeroplanes, wheels are going out. It doesn't just bring order and strength. He brings life. Isn't that amazing about the God that we serve this morning? He brings life. The word of God is not dead this morning. It brings life. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message. This is verse 9. To the wind, son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to live and stood up on their feet, a great army. Genesis 2 verse 7 says, and the Lord God breathed into man. I love that scripture. The breath of life. And man, what does it say? And man became a living being. God looked at you. Remember, you were spirit first. This is just the body. This is just a shell. This is just something that's hosting your spirit. We need to take care of this. Because if you take care of this, your spirit can remain here on earth longer. Okay? Bear in mind. But this shell wasn't there before. God had to form that. And here's the thing. He had his spirit. He sends down his spirit. And that's going to be day. And this is going to be Johannes. And I'll just give him some form. 
And God says, okay, breathe. Your life came from God. I want you to notice here. When God, this, the, when you go and read Genesis 1, <clears throat> God created and God made in Genesis 1. When God created, when, when, when we create, you, use, you, do, you make something from nothing, okay? And only God can actually create. I just want to say that. All of us, none of us can create here. We're just actually making stuff. Think about that. doesn't matter if you're an engineer this morning. With all respect, we just use something and we make something. God is the only one that can take nothing and make something. Okay, God would say there's, there's a lot of this uh, chaos here and he created a lot of stuff. So he, from, some, uh, from nothing to something, he wants you to pay attention now to what I'm about to say. But when God wanted to create, so he created, listen, he created the earth. And he created, and he said to the earth, let that bring forth plants. And plants came forth out of the earth and animals. So when he wanted to create, it, uh, create man, he decided he's going to make man. And he spoke to himself. He said, let us make. You can go and check that. Make. So now he's using something to make something. And he used something of himself to create us. Because there's something inside of you that's coming from God. The clay he used almost in a way, I want to say. I mean, this body is <clears throat> from the earth. But he used to, he had to use something. He speaks to himself, say, listen, let us make something into our image. And he creates our, he makes us. When he did that, now this is where you need to pay attention. He set a principle in motion. Whatever comes from will be sustained by and will return to. I'm going to say that again because if you miss this one. Whatever comes from will always be sustained by and will return to. Just for example. Plants that comes from the earth, the plant comes from the earth, is sustained by the earth, and will return to the earth. The plant can't decide this morning, listen, I don't like you anymore, earth. I, I'm going to move somewhere else. I'm going to uproot myself, and we're going to travel to wherever, and then I'm going to live there, floating in the air. I know we've got air plants nowadays, but they still... And I'm talking about the spirit of man this morning, not about your body. So the plant can't do that. Why? It would die. Huh? The plant needs to remain in earth. It's sustained by the earth and will return to earth. Animal must eat from the, from, the, from the creation that God has created. Think about that, about you and me this morning. You come from God. You are sustained by God, supposed to be. And we all will return to God. And I say return to God, believer and non-believer. You will stand before him, all of us. I'm not saying you will stay with him. Hopefully we can stay there. That is amazing to me. Whatever comes from will be sustained by or return to. So, here's the thing. If this is our food, our water, our air, and we are made in the image of God. We are sustained by this thing. Eating this daily. Remember I said Genesis 2 verse 7. God breathed into man. The breath of life. A man became a living bread. Um, almost said living bread. A living being. John, uh, John 20 verse 22. And I'll end there. With that scripture. Jesus. Looks at the disciples. 
and he's about to go and Jesus does this new creation Old Testament isn't that interesting Genesis 2 verse 7 God knew you need the breath of life you need my breath to bring things alive in you you need my word thank you for listening remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share